Hello and welcome to this episode of Little Bits of Stuff, a podcast that showcases different health-related topics for medical professionals and non-medical audiences. This show is brought to you by Nick Ate, a surgical resident at University College Hospital, Ibadan, Nigeria. And here's your host, Nick. This is the Child Sexual Abuse Series with Dr. Nick only on little bits of stuff podcast show we have another guest today all the way from ethiopia she'll be introducing herself and immediately after that a narration of her child sexual abuse experience hi i'm selicina warutino thank you for inviting me to little bit of stuff podcast show i was born and raised in kenya yeah, and I did counseling. Currently, I'm working in church mission and I'm based in Ethiopia. I was nine years when it happened, but I didn't know what was it by that time. What was in, what I remember was that he, the guy was ruthless and that made me know that whatever he was doing was wrong because the way he was so ruthless and like violent. Yeah, so that really scared me at that moment wow the perpetrator was someone that i knew very very well he was actually a neighbor and if you know the the setup of africa giving people titles even if they don't deserve it yeah i hesitate calling people uncles auntie because i don't want to give them that title that they do not deserve and they take advantage of it yeah it was actually a very bright day and school were closed by that time and we were playing outside as kids as normally no kids play together and stuff so we were playing in front of a um, certain house yeah because the way the house are built in nairobi were just like community yeah and the guy called me because he wanted something and as usual you have to respect your elders so i went quickly to he just sent me outside he was outside himself but he sent me to just pick something and give him so me i picked i think it was a soap at that time i gave him because it was way far it was far away from where he was he was seated then he told me that to pick something from the house and for me i went i knew that i'm picking and giving him and going back to play so i went to pick it up the guy entered into that house and he locked the door that's when now i freaked out because i was like okay what's happening and the rest is the rest is story what i'm remaining with it's a mark that will forever remain with me yeah so that was the experience on how it happened and also uh it's so hard to remember the experience and just to recall everything yeah so i'll leave it at that point it did continue happening it happened once but it helped this um sexual experience in me because i was like okay so people normally do this because it leaves you as a young child yeah leaves you asking questions and wondering oh so people normally practice this and it arose the sexual experience of the sexual urges on you as a yankee by that time i did not tell anyone yeah because first of all the guy threatened me that if i tell my dad these were the words that he used if you tell anyone if you or if you tell your dad you know how your dad is 
I'll tell him and you'll be beaten and stuff. So at, as a young child, I'm thinking that I'm the one who has made mistake here. So with the wording that that guy was giving me, I was kind of confused. So I never shared with someone. But it really took something from me. Yeah, because it really changed my life. I've never been the same ever since that happened. And all his words are fresh in my mind. And that made me to look things in a very different way because it really affected me educational, academic-wise. And just self, I had low self-esteem for a while, for so many years, part of my life, yeah. So that really took a big part of myself. I shared it with my elder sister when I was, when... In 2014, yeah. So that's when I broke up with Tuha. But it didn't come easily. It came after visiting several conferences, people talking about their sexual sexual abuse experience, how they had to speak out of it. And it was so shocking for me. I was like, wow. So telling someone about this is kind of a relief in a way. And when I talked to my sister, I felt it. But that did not mean that I, I was like over it. Yeah, because so many things used to trigger me. Being that also I had a mark that I'll remain with forever and ever. It's something that really triggers me a lot. But uh, there's nothing that was done because at that time, it was such, I can't, like the guy was, even I didn't know where he was and he could not take any measure because it was like so many years that it happened. So I had to work on myself, working on forgiving me. That was the first process that I had to, because I've been living knowing that I'm the one who did mistake. Yeah, I was just taking the blame of everything because of the the way the guy kept on saying that he'll tell my dad. And that time, I was really scared about my dad and what will happen because, you know, the beatings were real by then. The caning were there. Yeah, African parents. Yeah, so I felt like that was the major thing that prevented me from sharing or telling anyone by then yeah wow very interesting question how did it stop and how did i get out from it as i said earlier again it happened once but uh, how it stopped it was like okay let me quote his words you can now go and play but don't tell anyone or you know what i'll do that's how it ended and how I got out of it, I think that is how I got out of it. Because now, I didn't go back to play. Because I was now traumatized. Because what next? The pain is there. I don't want to tell anybody anything. Because I don't know how people will view me at that point. Yeah, and also you've asked, how did, how did, how did I cope with the trauma then and now? Then I was... Like, I didn't speak. I was, I don't know. I was confused. I don't know what to say. Like, I was just literally scaring, like, uh, staring people because I don't know what to say. The trauma was so much for me because I still have a mark. And that mark reminds me of the trauma that I had where immediately the person chased me out of that house. Like, I can now go play. Yeah, but the trauma now, I can say that I've worked, uh, I've worked on it, but not fully, because there are so many things that still triggers. What I can say, you cannot get off this. 
where you still remain with your memories and marks so it's you to know how to navigate on it whether in a positive or negative way and i choose to take my traumas in a storytelling event like anywhere i go someone i interact with if i know that they've gone through such situation or such thing i prefer sharing my experience with them and just holding the answer being there with them as we navigate on this together and sharing how we felt what we did and stuff i think that is what makes my my experience to be a bit encouraging in a way yeah just letting people know or someone was going to this who has gone who has been the same situation to know that they are not alone and sharing how i handle it so the trauma right now is not as it, it was earlier when i was young yeah yo my relationship with my parents and my siblings then and now okay ah uh, my relationship with my parents yeah i only have uh mom right now because my dad died this year so my relationship with my parents was not then it was not that tight it was a relationship whereby there, there was fear in between not friendship among the child and the parent yeah and i think that was the major reason why i didn't even broke out the news when i was raped yeah so it was just like do what i say respect and that that all i knew as an african young girl yeah so it was not that of a friendship relationship and then with my mom i could tell her some stuff but i was not still that open because i didn't know how she would react so it was that relationship of fear that was there with my siblings we used to joke around we used just normal sibling um normal sibling things that we normally do but we didn't get that deeper yeah because that is how we are raised yeah so then it was that but uh now i'm too close with my sisters and my brother because i only have one brother so i can tell them anything what i'm going through and stuff and even breaking the news to my elder sister gave me opportunity to talk to the rest of the family yeah so the relationship right now is much better than how it was yeah wow i love this question have i ever been into healthy sexual relationship with the opposite sex i can say i've been in a healthy relationships yeah but not sexual one yeah i'm not yet there and also being that i'm a christian i have to wait till marriage yeah because i really value my christianity and it has really taught me so much and is one thing that i value waiting for for me to get into that healthy sexual relationship yeah it took me a while to just understand people because what i used to say in my mind was like all men are the same the only thing that makes them different is the color of the trousers they are wearing apart from that i i used to say they are all the same but i took off that um i swallowed that um that statement because i realized that they are not the same they also have things they are going through they've also been through so much yeah so i tend to look at them with a different perspective 
Yeah, because I was like, they're just the same. And when you have such kind of an attitude, it makes you rate them down, like rate them very badly, and you'll not even get opportunity or time to interact and know them deeply. First of all, I had to learn or I had to unlearn that these people are different and they are not the same. The same person that did to me this is not the same with the people that I'll meet in life. So that really taught me a lot and it, it opened a door for me to just know how to relate with opposite sex. Because I was like, these people are not good at all. And I, I just told myself, one day I'll have a child, a baby boy. How will I view that baby boy? Yeah, so it really gave me a clear opening of how to view them. That perspective of just knowing that I'll have a baby boy one day, that was one thing that really changed my mind and perspective on viewing them. And also with those that I've related with, they're very, very young. They're very, very good people. I have males who are friends. Oh, I have friends who are male. So I really enjoy relating myself with them. So I had to take off that thinking that all men are the same. Because that was the, that was the subtle, that was the, beginning of just holding everything first i had to take to deal with that yeah so that is where i am currently in terms of relationship with opposite sex thank you for asking that i love that question hmm where i am now psychologically wow wow okay that needs a proper answer Reason being, sometimes it's not easy to know that you are healing or you've healed or you've, you are just starting to process. Um, the truth is I'm not starting to process it. That one is something that happened when it took place earlier on. Yeah, um, sometimes I'm healing, sometimes I'm, I've healed. So it's kind of... I don't have a straight answer for that because there are so many things that can trigger you. Let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. When you have a mark in your body, it's like grieving. Yeah, it does not end. There are so many things that remind you of your beloved ones once they go. You'll see people that look the same with them. People will laugh the same People who have the same and rating with them. People who walk like them. So, so many things will remind you of someone that you love that passed on. So, I think it's the same way also when you are sexually abused. This is something you have to live with. So, just knowing how to handle it in any situation, in any time, like anytime something triggers the experience. How to handle it. That is the best thing. What I do is just journal. Yeah, just writing how I feel down. I know that this is... Because when something triggers it, it's like a fresh feeling. It's like you're opening a wound again. So you have to know how to to process that feeling and that mo at that moment. Yeah, so I can say that someone can be healed from it. That one, that one, I will be lying because so many things triggers the feeling. 
so the thing that i normally do is writing down the moment something triggers my feeling writing it down how i feel and just taking my me time yeah and by the time i'll be done with my me time i feel like it will be like a therapy or it is a therapy and i'll be okay at that moment yeah especially if you have a mark that will remind you like for me i have a mark that every time when i'm going to bathroom i'll see it that is one thing that reminds me of everything that happened from the start to the end yeah so if i choose to just cling on it and just focus on it then i'll not move forward yeah just taking it and taking it as a positive thing yeah so it's uh healing from it is not something easy that's what i can say i know some people will say that oh get over it it was long time ago i'm telling you when someone tells you like that you feel like shooting them or killing them to death because they don't know what you're going through they've not they've never been there they don't understand they understand nothing at all but they feel like they're giving you great opinion but also us we have to understand them where they're coming from people are saying that yeah so it takes uh, maturity or time for for the victim to understand the other person because mo- mo- many people give their opinion knowing that they are helping you but they are not they're actually opening their own yeah so i've met with so many people that they're like get over it that is the how oh, it's like you are opening the wound and at the same time you're trying to as you open you're trying to i don't know how i can put it you're opening it and you're putting i i, I don't know i'm trying to find out the right words to give it as you open it you're trying to it's like put adding salt on it putting this uh painful things on it yeah so that's how it feels but most majority of people don't don't know how to approach people who have been who have been in this situation so first of all learning how to handle those people who do not understand where i'm coming from that is one thing that i learned and that is one thing i was taught with my friend who is a counselor yeah first of all you have to learn these other people and know how to respond to them because they know nothing at all then they're just giving the opinion knowing that they are helping so what i tend to do with such people is just after they've said their opinion just call them aside and i'm like yo what you've just said is hurting and i don't think it's helping at this moment but at least you better do this or say this that can be helpful you might have said it to me but maybe you tell it to someone else that will never approach you but they'll go home feeling sorry for themselves so it's better you say that you say this instead of this yeah so i just feel like it's better just keep quiet and listen to them majority of these people just want to be listened yeah your opinion you might know you might keep it at that point because if you don't know what to say keeping quiet also is not good but just being there with them like okay responding as if you're understanding like as if you're listening the listening part of it is what they need at that point yeah yo sure there are so many things i could or i will do differently when i have my own family 
yeah and um all i can say i'm not a parent yet but what i can say is these are the things that i'll do if i was a parent or i'll be a parent first of all break having that relationship with my kids to the point where they can tell me anything like giving them like a space whereby they can tell me anything without fear cause what our parents did and that i can't blame them that is what they knew better like it was only respect do as i say not giving a child a space for having their own opinion or speaking up i feel like that is what we lack also as african african parents yeah because there's this strictness that we put in our kids to the point where kids are are afraid of our parents and it should not be like that you know when you give them opportunity and train them and let them know their own boundaries that is one thing that i lacked and i want to give my kids because being in that situation is an awkward one yeah it's a very awkward one because you are confused you are first of all you are wondering what is this person doing like why is he doing this and why is he touching my private part why is he inserting all those things like oh my goodness that's a very bad experience i will not want any child to go through which is so sad because during this pandemic so many kids are sorry i'm getting emotional when i'm talking about this because during this pandemic it's happening in our families and the families are the people who are covering up to these people like to them it's important their reputation is important i'm like why like it's so annoying knowing that our parents are covering up for our uncles who are doing such things for our aunties knowing that our mothers are covering up for our fathers who are doing this knowing that our fathers are covering up for our mothers who are doing this it's painful like what about that young child have you sat down have you thought of how you are ruining the life of this young pretty handsome child it's such annoying like for me i just tell parents like bring that friendship relationship between you and your child teach your child boundaries no one should just call you and you go because they are uncles let me just confess this i hate giving people titles uncles auntie i don't care I stopped giving people titles. Some people feel like I'm not respectful. That is your own opinion. That's your own thinking. I know the reason why I cannot give you that title. If you are Nancy, you are Nancy. If you are Robert, you are Robert. Because you are not my uncle. You are not my biological uncle. So I feel like forcing our kids to give these titles. Because giving titles comes with respect. And you, you are... Oh god, I'm getting so emotional with this cuz that is our African setup. Like we have to call you uncle auntie. Me, I'm sorry for those culture I do respect. I do respect the culture. It's not bad. Follow the culture the way you want it, but me if that culture interfered with my innocence, 
I'm sorry, I'll not give the title. Whether you deserve it or not, I will not give the title. I rather call you like let me just call you by your name with due respect. Yeah, so with parents, please create that rapport with your kids. Let your kids know that you are the first friends they have. You're the first people that they can come running to if something happens. Or even if something is is happening because some kids it does not happen at once the way it happened to me it started the process enticing giving you sweets calling you this embracing you giving you that tight act that you don't deserve because it's a process they are trying to create so that they can they can reach to their end goal so if we create this relationship and bond with our kids, it will be easier because they'll be like, hey, mom, you know, this uncle who and who, this auntie who and who, they were touching me this way in a funny way. They are telling me this. They are touching me in my private part. That is first red flag before your child gets to that end goal of that another person. So with parents, please create this bond with your children. I'm not yet a parent yet, but I'll not imagine my child going through what I went through because I did not create that relationship with them. At least that's one thing you can do to prevent all these things. And rating these people in our life that are not even important, these neighbors, these uncles, by giving them titles. With due respect, I don't... Uh, I don't say that culture is bad, but there are some culture, I'm sorry to say this, that I cannot follow because I know where I'm coming from. I struggle calling people uncle, and my friends know, people around me know me very well. If I'm in that position, I have to call you auntie or uncle, my dear, I don't know how, like that will be a very big respect that I give you, but I've never, and I will not. Yeah, just say it, I'll not. And I don't, I don't, I'll not, I'll not prepare my kids or I'll not raise my kids by calling people uncle. I'm sorry. They'll, yeah, as much as they are uncle, please call them with their names. That's, that's the main reason why they were given those names. I don't know why you, they were not called uncle from the word go. They were called Joanne, they were called Marcy, they were called Brian, they were called John, they were called Maxwell. They were in their ID, in their birth certificate, there's no Uncle Joel, there's no Uncle Max, Auntie Marcy, there's no Auntie Mark, Uncle Maxwell. So I think I'm getting emotional with this, but I just had to bring it out. Yeah, also our culture plays a big role on this. Yeah, I can't lie, especially our African culture and covering up to protect the name of the family. What? I'm sorry about protecting the name of the family. If you knew you are my family member, if you knew you are my good neighbor, why did you do that? After doing it, so I have to protect you for doing that for me or for other kids. Why did you think before you did it? Yeah, so with parents, please create that trap. It's not easy, but I believe it is. There are some parents that I see and admire them. They wait. They are so close to their kids to the point where the child will say anything. You cannot take advantage of their children. Yeah, so 
Sorry, I know this has it has been a long one, but I had to speak it out. Wow, thank you very much for offering therapy for me. Yeah, I really appreciate it, but uh, I have a therapist that is working with me through and she's been with me for the longest time. Yeah, so I really want to applaud you guys for just starting this, airing out people's stories, especially for young kids, for them to know that they are that they have big and big sisters and brothers that went through this and um, it's okay. It's okay to feel the way they are feeling and there are some people with the same story as theirs. So, because you know, sometimes you might feel like it's only you, nobody has gone through this. So I just want to let them know that they have big sisters and brothers that have gone through this because this experience can lead someone to either negative side or positive side. Because there are some people that are still, they still have suicidal thoughts. There are some people that have... Um, committed suicide because of what they've been through there are some people that due to this they've entangled themselves with the prostitution because that is the only way they know best because they are like if someone could have could, if someone can afford to do this to me then i'm useless let me offer my body outside there yeah and for some people it has really led them to to being sexual uh, active at their young ages, they've involved in sex and so many things that they're not supposed to involve into because someone just messed up with their with their life and just introduced them to this uh, sexual sexuality thing when they are too young and that makes someone's body to be active. Because sometimes we can judge and you can point fingers that why are you having sex at 19? Why are you having sex at 12 years? Your parents did not teach you better. No, it's not about parents teaching them better. There is something that led to that. Yeah, so I just want to applaud you guys for whatever you are doing. And also I know there are so many people that came out uh out of this with positive stories we have lawyers that have been through this we have teachers we have doctors we have uh counselors we have different types of people that have been through this but they've managed to put themselves together so thank you thank you very much for this thing that you're, you're starting and kudos to you guys yeah thank you love you all bye sure i do have one question as a podcast team, what are you guys doing or what have you thought of doing by protecting these young kids that culture is taking advantage of? Yeah, in the name of culture, kids are being raped. In the name of culture, kids are being kidnapped. In the name of culture, kids do not have their own opinion. In the name of the culture... Kids can't speak up. Leave alone having their own opinion. I can have my own opinion, but I'm not allowed to express myself with my own opinion. Or we are in a in a we are in an environment where as much as I have my own opinion, it's nothing. What I need to do is respect, follow what my elder is saying. Like, what have you guys done or thinking of doing concerning this? Like, are you guys hiring it? Like, are you guys speaking it out? Are you educating people that are still stuck with this culture that are affecting our kids? Yeah, so I really want to know and hear your answer. How you go about it. 
I'm asking not because I'm uh, I've done something, but I'm in the process with my friends to educate women who did not go to school or who did not because that is what they know best sometimes we point fingers at our parents who knows nothing best because they were raised like that no one taught them how to be the best parent protective parents yeah so that is what i'm doing with my friends and many parents appreciate that now they look their kids not as uh they are looking their kids with respect and their kids have opinion, not whereby I'm the mother, I'm the one to say it, I'm the father, I'm the one, you have to listen to me, no. There are so many parents outside here that knows nothing about it. They are raising their kids the way they were raised. Yeah, so what are you guys doing or thinking of doing about that? Because if they are raising their kids the way they were raised, they are passing the culture down and it's affecting our generations, our new children, our pretty vulnerable cute kids are being taken advantage of this because our parents knows nothing that is what they know best yeah an elaborate narration detailing her experience self-psychological evaluation and her parents and advice and relationship with her kids well spelled out her questions as to what we're doing about this issue. Um, most of it was answered in previous podcasts, but just to recap, um, Little Bits of Stuff is working hard to bring some organizations involved in child sexual abuse into this campaign or awareness that we already started. And later on, we already have experts waiting to give their inputs and shed more light on this issue right on this show. For listeners, um, if you have any suggestions or feedbacks or you want to contribute to this project in one way or another, please reach out to me via my website. You can use the contact form at littlebitsofstuffwithnick.com or via mail at littlebitsofstuffwithnick at gmail.com. You know my social media handles already still coming up at the end of this show. And you can also reach me on WhatsApp 0802758312. Um, here comes the big question. What is stopping you from telling your loved ones and even your enemies about this podcast? What exactly makes you think they don't need it? It's just a click away. Subscribe, share it, then pick another episode and share again. That's how Star do. <laughs> more child sexual abuse experiences coming your way next tuesday same time same podcast and until then peace and that's it on little bits of stuff for today please subscribe to our podcast on itunes or google podcast you can also get it on audio mac and youtube Follow us on Twitter at Lil Bits of Stuff. That's L I L B I T S O F S T U F F. And on Instagram at Little Bits of Stuff. That's L I T T L E Bits of Stuff. Until next time, stay healthy.